Honest, I've always felt that the salaries that the clubs pay players are crazy and unrealistic. The word we have tried to use so many times. We have tried not to use so many times, but we have to use again. Shame on you. This is Sports 360. Hello, welcome to a special edition of Sports 360 podcast. Uh, for the past few weeks, we've asked you to send in questions for us. Uh, myself, Yemi Adisa, and Bodhi Ogutui joins us via Skype. The questions have come in, we've had to select um, some because we definitely couldn't answer all. So we'll try and do uh, as much justice to the questions as possible. And the questions are, some are directed to us individually and there are a few that are collective in their um, approach in terms of to the team. So um, I'm going to be alternating them. Uh, let me start with uh, Yemi. Uh, question to Yemi. Uh, do you think you guys were harsh with your criticism of Sonny Olise when he was a coach? Because it seems you complain about everything he was complaining about. What's your response to that, Yemi? Um, I don't think we were harsh on um, Olise. Yes, there are issues in Nigerian football, but you can't be working in an establishment and at the same time disparaging that establishment. Mm. Going on YouTube, you know, uh, fielding interviews, being critical of your employers. You know, yes, there are issues. Mm. And at the same time, you yourself, you are not particularly innocent. You know, mm. you are, you are not, you are, you are not without blame as well. Uh, so there were a few things that happened under the Ulisse era that were not well handled by him. Mm. In the case of Vincent Yama, it's a clear, clear one. Uh, he had an issue with, uh, with, uh, Mikhail as well at some point. So I, I don't think we were too harsh on him. Mm. Um, in fact, he was giving him soft land because ordinarily he would have gotten that job if we had been sincere, going through proper protocol. Going to got that job because of a good stint on TV. And the NFL president getting over himself saying that question came from the Nerd Talk Niger pod from Lagos. Actually, um, let, let me add to that. I felt that Sunday only say, uh, situation, you know, when you manage a football club, as in, I think when you manage a lot of things, but particularly a football club, you're a manager of men, situations, and emotions. It's not just your ability on the pitch that matters. You have to be able to manage the egos in the dressing room on and off the pitch. And I think that's where Olise, quote-unquote, failed. Like you said, his handling of the Eyama Eyama was club, he was captain. I mean, I felt it was a bit disrespectful and Eyama was not a troublemaker. He had he had a reason to be away from camp. I think his mom, mom was went to marry his mom and he should be a bit sensitive. And the way he was removed, um, I don't think Olise handled that right. Olise is a good friend of ours, but the truth be told, and then that rant, on on YouTube. YouTube was totally uncalled for. I mean, so uh, you manage men, situations, and emotions, and I think it's the management of situations and emotions where police didn't really get it right. I don't know whether anybody wants to add anything to this. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Um, uh, police knew what he was working into, and then um, for him to go on social media, that was a no no. Um, he won't be the first, and he won't be the last coach in Africa. So I'll issues to the federation. And uh, going on social media, I think, and uh, of course, like you said, 
we handled issues. Only say, well, I think it's a good coach because I, I, I watched him work several times when I was with Nigeria and I watched his team play. But I think it's his man management skills that was calling into question. And uh, so the funny thing is that why you may argue that it's right, you know, like other people say, when you, when you apologize, you know, like I'm often quoted that proverb, but then maybe you lack of, you say sorry, matters, you know. So, as much as only say, as a coach, it's, 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 um, it's, um, it's competent, only say, as a man manager, not so much. Yeah. So, I think going forward, for him to hold down a coaching job, you must put a buffer between him and the team, if that mm. is possible. Mm. Let someone that handle the man management, let him stick to the technical details alone. That's just it. Mm. Okay. Mayawa from Abuja says, oh, as there's this perennial debate, revalue slash benefit of local coaches against foreign. Is there any data that shows which group has provided better value to the spirals between the local and foreign coaches? And that question was directed at me, Mayawa from Abuja. Well, my, my, my response to that, we had a podcast where we talked about that. My response to that is, um, from the records, from the statistics, there's nothing that a foreign coach has achieved with the Super Eagles that a local coach has not achieved as well. But if you throw in the data vis-a-vis of how much they are paid, <laughs> vis-a-vis how much the local coaches collect, you, are, you can really argue that the local coaches pound for pound, have been more effective. You know? So, it's a, it's a perennial, like you said, it's a perennial debate. Right now, we are in the middle of that debate. Yeah. Um, NFL want to appoint, it looks like they are bent on appointing Pesero, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of resistance. Even some have gone as far as saying, appoint the best coach on the local scene. Uh, Stanley Guma's name has propped up. So, yeah, <laughs> I read French. an article, and some have said, what can you lose by appointing somebody local and all of that and all of that. But the problem with the authorities is that they tend to give a foreign coach uh, more leeway. And some of these foreign coaches, like Pesero now, um, the record he's bringing, if, they get, if he does get appointed, I mean, he, he leaves a lot to be desired for him to get the Super Eagles job. And he will get to get much better pay to put. So um, that's my view. Um uh, it's tough to say who's provided better value, yeah. but the foreign coaches definitely get more leeway and better conditions, which shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, hear me your thoughts. Yeah, I, I, quite, I quite agree. And then if you look at it from uh, from the entire football pyramid, mm. look at the achievements we've done, had at uh, age grade competitions. Those were all local coaches. Uh, if you bring scale it up to some of the achievements we've had also, on the continent, that's on the club side, the mostly local coaches as well. So, um, I, I think the achievements can more or less be measured up to be the same. Um, just that sometimes when we go for some of these foreign coaches, we, we don't, we're not going for the really irritated ones. We, we, we go for those that are, um, is it available or those that we can manage? Manage in the sense that, um, you know, those that are also willing to play some of our politics. Um, so I, I, I think they're, they're more or less level, really. Mm. Um, Keshi won the AFCON. West South won the AFCON. 
they both go to the both, both go to the second round of uh, the uh, World Cup. Mm. Same with them. If you say they say you live and die by your stats. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the subject? I like I like where Yemi Yemi ended. I'll take it from there. For that you could one bronze. A government bronze at the Nations Cup. Shweba Ahmed was the first person to qualify Nigeria for the for for the World Cup with two spare. And, 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 and he did it. Last time uh, <laughs> and he qualified us twice. <laughs> twice, yes. Clemens Westerhoff was it him? Um, yeah, uh, go to the final of the Nations Cup, right? Yeah, um, with, with the ragtag team before now before he won it. Trust me. First of all, we did the same thing. The right time got to the final of the Nations Cup. And got a silver medal. In and so, like you said, if if, if you are going to be, if, if I go to start, starts will tell you that it, it's um, it, that. It, it, Interesting question for you, buddy, from Demi Owade from the UK. Demi says, uh, "Are you interested in running the affairs of Three SC? If you are asked." As a bona fide Ibado person, <laughs> um, I, 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 I worked with some, uh, worked closely with, with uh, some um, shooters at Abidos in the past, and I said, if, oh, first off, I'm, I'm not a bona fide Ibado person. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm from the Kenya Nugu State, <laughs> uh, but shooters has came into my life before the most has did. They will always be the first, they will always be the first and the preferred wife. As it were, and like, I, I worked with some uh, shooting stars at the at the stores in past close with them. Um, uh, I was very close to the late the, the children are late, by the way. I was very close to uh, the late Tawo Gujobi. Um, we did some recruitment drives together. We made trips together. Um, I made trips with the, with the team. Then uh, Chief Bode, Elder Bode. Mm-hmm. Also, I was very close to him. In fact, I was closer to Elder Bode than I was to Chief and I saw the stress. That is that's where went uh, that they went through, and I saw what they got at the end of it. Look, if you climb, if you ride the tiger, at some point you're going to end up in, end up in his belly. I, 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 I never like that. I never like that experience. No matter how much you achieve, have one, get started with, with one bad season, you're in for it. And then and then the politics, the politics. Um, I start to be corrected, but when uh, Chief of Ujami was going to leave Shooting Stars. The claim was that he wasn't from Ibadan. Mm-hmm. He knew, he knew he was from Oshun State, but he, 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 he was, he, the claim was that he, he wasn't from Ibadan. So you can imagine what an Ikenna man would hear. As much as it sounds like an interesting proposition, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I just realized that that question was directed at the team. That means the three of us. Mm-hmm. So, Yemi, if you get the call from Ibadan, because I know you've gone to about a few times to watch. Would you? Would you hit the call? I would. I would try. Even though, <laughs> but but as I did put the warning in a caption. Uh, but then, I'll be very clear. If after six months, I'm unable to perform my duty, and bring about the change that is needed, I will gladly take a walk by putting up a proper world press conference. To let the world know <laughs> why I'm resigning, but it was always going to be very tough, 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 uh, tough job. But I, I will try. I will give it a try because I haven't faced it before, and he has. So maybe that's why I'm 
probably got to, to try. Okay. My response to that, maybe I'm the one he's referring to because I will talk about where I grew up in Ibadan. I'm not from Ibadan, but I grew up there at school, practically all my schooling. I think it was only my A-levels that I had in Lagos. Practically grew up there and all of that. So maybe I'm the bona fide Ibadan person he's referring to, but no thanks. <laughs> I don't think I'm an administrator. I don't think I have the, me- I don't think I have the mentality for it. I could, I could take a consultancy role why I advise on how things are done. Consultancy role is not, um, be a consultant, you can only advise and you cannot force your advice. But, um, I really don't think I have a mind for it. I think I'll be sacked very quickly <laughs> because I think that, um, there are some things I will say or do that does not go well with the grain. So, um, no thanks. What did you say? Uh, <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> like what did you say? Like what did you say? Yes. <laughs> I cannot manage certain emotions when it comes to Nigeria football. <laughs> I will go overboard. So, uh, no thanks. And a question following on from this. Uh, interesting question. Aisha Atlola, who's a very good friend of ours, uh, who, who listens as well. Aisha asks, good afternoon. Well, good day. Because uh, people might be listening from <laughs> everywhere. If you have the opportunity this, to us, to eh? To be an administrator in any of the sports federations in Nigeria, which of the sports will you choose, and what is that thing you would do different to help develop the sport? Again, my answer is thanks, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but there was your answer to Aisha's question. I'm sure you probably plug for basketball and all the troubles in there. You're correct. I probably choose basketball. But I must say that um, I've been impressed with what Musakira has done so far in trying to unify because at every point, the man keeps saying that, look, let's work together. It's just that the forces against basketball, not against team, against <laughs> basketball are many. Um, but I, I think it's, I, 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 I'll, I'll probably take basketball and, and take a leave from what Musakira is trying to do to unify um, all those who are involved with the sports. The last spot I probably plump for, which, which might shock you, is Taekwondo. Mm. Because I practice ta- Taekwondo. Since when have you been practicing? I've known you for over 30 years. I've never seen you in the Taekwondo. What do you call that thing that they wear? <laughs> no, I, I did. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm well known. I, I, I did. I, 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 I practiced Taekwondo when I was in university. Ah. Um, but I, 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 I should start running away from you. When, when, <laughs> um, I, I stopped in fact recently I, I was I was told to, to come back and get my bad belt and become the first journalist to be to, to be um uh, to join the black belt but <laughs> I don't think I want to <laughs> so yeah, but, me, yes basketball is the sport you have been warned today with a black belt <laughs> I have warned you okay uh, another question yes, from, my own. Uh, okay sorry your opinion on that boxing okay yeah yeah boxing you look like one. <laughs> <laughs> As what I would do differently, there will be a gym in every motor park in Nigeria. In Nigeria, I'm telling you. You know the way those guys go into a boxing stand. Many times there's a throw, uh, there's uh, any disagreement. The conveyor belt of talent would be ridiculous. But you have to test them for drugs all the time. Though. Oh yeah, okay, that, definitely, <laughs> definitely. All right, same question from Aisha. Interesting question, buddy. Aisha says she started following the leagues in Nigeria because of you. The way you talked about it on the show is enough reason to make any football fan fall in love with the leagues. But unfortunately, things are not as good as she would like it to be. She says, will you be in support of our leagues going on a two to three year break? 
to help get our acts together or you believe we should continue while trying to get things right? Interesting question. We've said this before on our show. It's better to take a break, take stock, and come back stronger. When, 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 when we say take a break, it's not that we stop playing. No. Take a break from the continent. Because one of the biggest uh, drawbacks to, uh, to, uh, to um, to to uh, to making Nigeria League work is that everybody wants to play on the continent, mm. and that's where all the that, that's how we saw all, all the Shlandigas we see. Remove that incentive. Let them be the champion be the only thing. That get them to be properly to, 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 to be properly set up and get used to playing under certain conditions with no continental. Um, and because look, yeah. ask any any coach any 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 uh, any club administrator. That's the first thing they tell you. What's the rule season? Let them do the groundwork to, to make it a proper league. Yes, I agree. Take a break, but not for play football because of all the all, all the actors involved with their livelihood, but take a break from the continent. Yemi? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think I also, also said before that it's important that we do that. Uh, get our club license in the place. Get our financial financial structures of the league and the clubs in place to have a viable league. How do you compete with an Alali that spends upwards of twenty to thirty million euros in the transfer market? Mm. And <laughs> how much do we spend there? We don't even spend up to a million dollars here. How do you compete with that? that? Staggering. So I agree. The question about shooting stars and handling over actually sorry came from Razak Sonny from Ibadan. I forgot to mention your name. Thank you, Razak Sonny, for that question. We're going to try and take care of the local questions before we go to the uh, questions that have to do with international sports and all that. That's what I'm, I'm actually trying to do. And there's a question from um, Talks Niger from Canada. Talks Niger asks, um, well, to me, why is it difficult for Nigeria to hire a top-class foreign coach and uh, poorer countries are hiring them and paying. <laughs> Why can't Nigeria hire a top-class foreign coach and pay? Maybe you directed that question at me because my, my opinion has always been that. I always ask the question. Hire a coach in the 7 to $10 million range. Where is the money to pay him coming from? And as I'm speaking with you, Talks Niger, who's one of our very, very ardent listeners in Canada, I think he has a few people, in Canada, listeners, I want to thank them for always listening. And if I'm going to be very honest with you, I do not think we have the money anywhere to hire a real top-class foreign coach. We are going to get second-rate coaches who are willing to take $50,000 per annum, which is less than... It's per month, actually. Per month, sorry. Mm-hmm. Per month. Which is less than a million dollars per which is just about $600,000 per annum. In international coaching circles, that is cheap. Mm-hmm. We are getting cheap skates. It's as simple as that. So the real foreign coaches look talks seven to seven million dollars. Do the math. It's about the over a billion. Is that, is that, you mean you are the financial expert? <laughs> <laughs> million dollars a year. That's about one point four billion. Yes. Yeah, Even if we have that money, should we use that money? Should we should we put it to a better use than give it to one man? Did you say seven million dollars? Yes. Uh, yes, but that's about three point five. You know, so that, that's my problem. And when you talk about poorer countries can afford it, um, well, I don't know whether we can afford it because 
There's never any full disclosure about our financial exactly. situation. Exactly. Everything is always shrouded in secrecy. Contracts, we don't know what is coming in and all of that. So I really don't know where the money is going to come from. I'll take some convincing. I don't know whether Bodhi agrees or disagrees with me. Did you let, 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 let me take let me take an, 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 another tack? Yeah. And um, um when you talk about Nigeria's education and health sector, mm. um what you hear is that <laughs> if you take some of the money that you give to politicians yes. and put them in that direction, mm. you probably will get some things done. The same thing if you, if you look, you just mentioned the budget. If you do proper accounting. Okay, um, what, I think one of one of the reasons why, why we don't get ruling contracts is that first there's lack of trust. Secondly, some of the some of the sponsorship that we get, especially in recent times, they are they are not we are not they are not clear. We are not clear on what exactly what exactly we are getting. For instance, somebody we are told that someone will pay the salary of the coaches. Mm. We are told that somebody is sponsoring the, the, the FA Cup, and then the winners are not getting paid. So, and you, you don't get to hear any, you don't get, a, you don't get an, an explanation from from the NFF. I think once we are not upfront, we thought we are getting, we don't even know how much we, how much we have, how much we are earning. It is when you have a proper accounting, you know how much you are earning, you can, you can determine how much you can pay a coach. Yeah. Because I feel. That if, if you can get a coach, I can get two point five three million dollars three million dollars a year. I think we can afford that, given the financials. If you, if you get accurate, accurate financials, but the thing is that since we, are, we don't know exactly how much you are, we don't even know how much you can pay. You've got to get some certain things ready first, and then of course there's also the issue of trust. So some we have we have, we have actually contacted some uh, some includes. Top round coaches who are interested, but they got propositioned. Yeah, make up that sort of will, and they should mm. work. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Hear me your thoughts. Because... Yeah, I think I agree with yes. what you said. Uh, I think we can't afford it, but a lot of things have to happen. Uh, it's more like a domino effect. So we have to get our accounting right. We have to get the kind of sponsorships and commercial arrangements we have restructured. Like we said time and time again here, it's not football. It's not sponsorship, it's not sponsorship, but supportership. Supportership. It yeah. has to be proper sponsorship that covers the entire pyramid of the game. Um, they have to stop all the jamborees mm. of going to World Cups, mm. Nations Cups, and all that. All that has to stop. If you're going to join the plane with the NFF to any competition, you pay your way. That's how it's supposed to be done. If you have proper club schemes for the national teams for fans to go, they pay. You know, so once we can, if we get our financials in order, there's no reason why we can't afford those coaches. But then, that's a long, long time project. Okay, next question is directed at you, Yemi. Lade from Lagos says, what are your thoughts on calls that Michael Emenalo should be in line for a technical role in the NFF? He did great stuff at Chelsea. He did brilliant stuff at Chelsea. Brilliant stuff. Especially considering where he was coming from. Mm. Uh, probably ran, I think, a girls team in the US. Had a good relationship with Ivan Grant that brought him on board. But it's, it's good to want to have people of his expertise. But one of the problems with Nigeria is that Nigeria will happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
there are too many principalities and powers involved. Hey, yes, <clears throat> that will frustrate the living daylight of the guy. I know we talked last week about Drogba and all of that. Yeah. Some people just have this, sorry to cut you, have this aversion to bringing somebody from abroad. From the outside. They have this feeling like, what do they know? Exactly. Or maybe there's some, uh, there's always a resistance or a negativity towards them. Imagine why. It, it, look at the, the things Chelsea are enjoying today. The number of guys that, that they, they are able to sell, hmm. that they bought at very young ages, yeah. that they are not able to sell. It's all because of the work he was doing. Now yeah. imagine him trying to transplant that idea here. Focus on our youth football that we don't have any data whatsoever about them. You have a competition that's called an LPFL under 15 competition that is the private academies that are representing the LPFL teams. You know, so it's a great idea, but what is the structure? What is the environment that is going to work in? He'll be frustrated. I'm not sure it will last up to one year. (laughs) But eh? Michael Emenalo, what do you think? It's a good, it's a good idea on paper. It will never work. <laughs> For all the reasons, Yemi has please said that. Yemi has please said that more. Yemi said one year. Um, uh, if if uh, Igali, the head of the wrestling federation, if he tells you what he has to cut through to, to get his job done, you know. Um, the entity has to go through, and the amount of uh, amount of personal funds he has to he has to he has to he has to spend. You, you understand what 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 you are talking about? But um, football is is and I think it's, it's again has been able to do that because of the sport that is handling. Yeah, football is the is a bit more backwater in quotes. Pardon the, uh, but it's not it's, it's not in the public eye. Like that's why it's able to. When you hear about, about it after when after he has done the job and they have achieved yeah, success, yeah. you don't see the, the serious paddling is doing under the water. <laughs> in football, that should not happen. Everything is visible, you okay. know. Uh, and and there are two and there are lots of interested parties that will make it make it almost impossible for him uh, to, to to get done what he needs to do. And you know what he has to do is a lot of background work, a lot of uh, um, uh, yes, a lot of background underground work. That requires total focus and cooperation, uh, and like like you also said, that she's data driven, and I don't think we are ready for that. Mm. Okay, next question is to me, Ola from Lagos. Basking on your experiences and keeping it open, who would you want to come in as the next Super Eagles coach? Considering all you've mentioned over the past few episodes, that the coach should have and be ready to do. You don't know the NFL might just be listening. Ha <laughs> ha. I know they listen. I know some of them listen because of some of the reactions I've gotten from friends, people close to them, quote and unquote. But I honestly don't think they respect other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. That's my impression of the NFL. I honestly feel they feel they know it all. They know what they want to do and they have the God-given knowledge to do it. And no matter what anybody says, I don't think it matters to them. Like I've always said, I honestly don't have a preference whether it's a foreign coach or a local coach. I want a competent coach. It could be local, it could be foreign. I want a competent coach. I just want a level playing field. I don't like the fact that, I don't like what you call inferiority complex. I don't like the fact that you treat the foreign coaches so well and you with, with disrespect, and the media is part of this, yeah. you disrespect the local coaches all the time. It's like, see, finish, because they are here, we know them. And I really don't think that is right. So, I don't have a particular name. 
but I feel that a coach would need we, we need should be somebody that should be immersed in Nigerian football from the grassroots up should be here. Yeah. Should coach the Super Eagles, should watch local leagues, should develop talents here, should come up with a program, a five, six, seven year, ten year plan to develop coaches. And honestly, my major condition is he should live here. I cannot stand a coach who's coaching Nigeria, who's a coach of Nigerian football, and then he just pops in when the Super Eagles are playing. In that way, he's just a consultant. He's not a coach. <laughs> That's my view. Uh, buddy, what do you think? Like I've said before, it don't matter who is, who is the coach if the system is right. Yeah. It don't matter. It is it is the system, the support system that you give the coach, what, what the coach has to work with that is important. We have seen, uh, um, at the Nations Cup, we have seen, uh, we have seen African coaches defeat for, uh, um, uh, for European coaches. We have seen it. And like I, like I mentioned the case of the Surrealists in South Africa. I've seen the Surrealists grow the Bayana Bayana is a formidable brand because of the because of the system that she's working with. If the system is not good, no matter how no matter how good the coach you bring, it will be whatever whatever success that coach gets will be temporary. So I think it's more of the system than uh, uh, than the person. Let us endeavor to develop to develop our system. When we have done that. Whether as a foreign coach or a local coach, you become uh, uh, how, how do the lawyers put that uh, null and void? <laughs> and of no effects. Okay. Um, Yemi, yeah, you wanted to yeah, I add to I that? I agree with, with you on the stance of uh, whoever comes in. I would have loved Amunike giving the proper opportunity, mm. uh, but the vibes that I'm getting seems like, no, it's not going to get his chance. Competence is very important for me. Uh, what I want to see, like you said, a level playing field, particularly for the players. Mm, yeah. We had, we had Abu Aziz here a few weeks ago, and he mentioned that, as far as he's concerned, he does know that there are a few guys who play the NPFL that if you put them in the same competitive situation mm. with the guys that play abroad, give them the same chance, they would have them. Not that you would, like Gerard did, play them at right back one day. Play them at right wing one day, mm. just throw them in one corner. You know, I expect them to perform miracles. You need to put them like he's plotting for them to oh, fail. Yeah, to fail. So you need to give them that same level playing field. Okay. I don't believe that, oh, our best hands are all abroad. No, I do mm. think that we have great talent here yeah. that can be given opportunities mm. as well. All right. The next question is to the team, but I'll throw it up. But a couple of more questions on the locals before we go to the international based questions. Um, but yeah, I'll throw this one to you. Why are local coaches able to handle a domestic club and a national team simultaneously? I think in one second from Port Harcourt, I think he's talking about the latest appointments yeah. and all of that. Do you think that's ideal? But vis a vis the fact that a coach might have some uh, Reference. preferences for his own players. I don't know what you think. I agree. Actually, it's not ideal. I mean, uh, because um, uh, handling a national team is a full-time job in that you, you need to do a lot of things to get your team together, to get the personnel you need, to get the team ready before that one game that's need a result. 
when your attention is divided, look, the, the list of awareness is the favoritism that um, that the that the, the, the person who has a question that that is noted. Uh, because we have seen cases of, uh, especially in the, the women's sexuality, and sometimes, sometimes, as we have seen, when the man, when when the coach is tied to a club, he uses um, uh, he uses um, his position to get players to sign for his team, mm. Mm. and I think that, that that's that, that's where the, 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 it, it's 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 wrong. When the man is supported, he should be above club politics. He should take the best and focus on the job. Okay. It's I'll, wrong. I'll, I'll let Body answer the next couple of questions because uh, the NPFL and when you hear the next question, you know why I push it to Body. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know book. Uh, Body, all that day, they sunny from Houston. Uh, close to you there. <laughs> Maybe you can give him a call if you do it. All that day, they sunny. I, this one, I, I, I think you have to go and do research. Who is the all-time leading scorer in the MPFL? He also goes ahead to say, huh? <laughs> <laughs> He says, how many club legends do we have today, excluding the old-timers, Odegbami, Chukwu, and all of that? And he also goes on to say, has the quality in the MPFL dropped? I think we, we all know the answer to that one. All at the end, the quality has dropped in terms of organization, sure. not in terms of the football, sure. but in terms of the overall organization, the quality has dropped immensely. So, buddy, all-time leading scorer in the MPFL. <laughs> You're on your own. Honestly, honestly, I think this goes, this goes to what we've been discussing about yes. data. Records and data um, stats. Yeah. Um, uh, um, this has been easy to compute. But from off of the top of my off of, off of the top, top of my head, and I'll, I'll I, I think I'll pick Rabi Wali, and I'll tell you why. Okay, Rabi Wali has been the only person that has been consistent and been playing in the league over several years, and yeah. every year I mean, it scores double figures. It gets in double figures. Okay, every year. The others, once they had a good season, they are all good seasons. They, they take off. But Rabi Ali has been here since forever, and he keeps scoring every year. So and I'm, I'm sure that if you get to the data, you find out that Rabi Ali will probably hold that record. Mm. And then uh, for for um for leaders of, uh, in the NFL, uh, in the in the, the NPFL, look, you said you, you exclude um the database and all that. You, you can't because these guys are the ones that they, they are the foundation. You still talk about their era. Yeah. Hey. If you know, if, if you know the certain thing, you know, you know, they were, you understand that you can't talk about legends. And I, I do feel, DG, that the fact that we don't have a recognized yearly award. Yeah, that's yeah. That's why they bring that people from blast from the past, both posthumous and those that are alive. Yeah. So remember your history. You can't forget your history. You can't. The, the, look, I, I do hope we can, we can have um, some of these questions and I have a need to do research and yes. bring in uh, one or two of these gentlemen to really talk about the Nigerian League. Look, sometimes people don't see what you and I, what, what we saw, the stories that we have yes. about how good this league, they think is, this, this league, it was bread and butter for mm-hmm. a whole generation, yes. generation safe. Mm. And therefore, we now see, look, it's, sometimes it's painful. It's like well, it's, yeah. we're belittling history, and when you do that, um, yeah. I think it's part of the problem we have right now. 
at the moment in our football. We're belittling history. We're not respecting history and giving honor to whom honor is due. And I think that's where we are today. I'll just like to honorably mention uh, Victor Izeji, is it? Yeah, uh, for what he's done in the league. Uh, yeah. Played a long time in the league and did so well for so many clubs. And it's great to see that he's also developed a broadcasting career uh, as, as an expert in the MPFL. This is great. All right. Um, I think we've tried to exhaust the Nigerian questions as much as we can. And there's an interesting question from Demi Uwade from the UK uh, for the team. Um, which was the greatest team? United's trouble winners or Arsenal's invincibles? Whoa. Very interesting question. Very interesting question. <laughs> Which was the greatest team? United's trouble winners or Arsenal's invincibles? Wow. Interesting question. Please try not to. You know, when you ask football fans questions, everybody, everybody, everybody thinks of his team as the best. <laughs> so try not to try to remove your bias. But they should try and remove his bias against Arsenal. <laughs> because Bode is not likely to say anything to favor Arsenal. So, let's try and do that. This is tough yeah, one. It's a tough one. If you want to give them draw, give them draw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, a draw. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, going on beating Invisible for the whole season is known. It's not child's play. Hmm. But, the the number of draws that Arsenal team had that season it was twelve, twelve draws, one twenty six draw drawn twelve in the that's twenty not, in the thirteen game yeah that's less than last third. On that basis, that's my first question mark. Now to go on and win three competitions out of possible four, the certain team is trying to do the uh, go, go, now. Go the whole hog yeah. It's not easy. So you're playing 38 matches in the league and you're going to go to Champions League and you're going to play uh, four, uh, six matches in the group stage and then another potential four. You know, back, uh, back then, there were fewer yeah, matches. Uh, fewer matches. And then you go all through the FA from the third round all the way. Keeping that level of concentration, team harmony, the proper utilization of the squad mm. to be able to stay motivated throughout that one season. And then the nature at which United came back from some results. Mm. Mm. Question mm. one in point is semi-final of the FA Cup against Arsenal. Arsenal yeah. After going the man down, by the way, Juventus, Juventus in the Rekin, Paul Scholes are going to miss mm. the final. Mm. Probably the greatest performance of Roy King's career. I'm sorry. Remove the fact that I'm a Manchester United uh, We can't. <laughs> <laughs> I think, because no, no other person has been able to achieve it. Same, yeah. Since 1999. Yeah. Mm. The only other teams that have, able to, have been able to do it are Barcelona. Mm. And I think they've done it twice after that yeah. time. It's not easy. And I think you know, Inter did it too. Mario's Inter did Mario, it too. Yeah, Mario's Inter uh, did it. Yeah, yeah I know. Apologies to you. Apologies <laughs> to you. Apologies <laughs> to you. But it was about to harass you, you know, Mario's Inter did it too. I remember that United also all, could have almost done it in 2008 too. But that Portsmouth quarterfinal final FA Cup mm. where they did they threw yeah, everything at Portsmouth yeah. and mm. they put mm. the penalty. Mm. 
keeping that level of concentration, team ability to be able to do that. I'm sorry. Being invisible is great, but when they trouble, it's greater. It's better. <laughs> <laughs> but there your thoughts. Um, you know, you cannot take it, you cannot take away from, from Arsenal's greatness that season. It's not easy to be invincible. We all know how difficult league is. No matter how good you are, there will be a team around the corner that will take you down a peg. That's when you think you are coasting. Again, uh, um, uh, we are reminded this season, um, Manchester City, as well as they are, they have lost. Chelsea went to Everton and against all odds, they managed to lose the game. So we know that it's not, no matter how good you are, it's not given that you win a game in the Premier League. And so, for Arsenal to get that golden badge, like Arsenal fans have reminded me <laughs> that yes, a lot of teams have won the league, but us is golden. We agree. Mm. But it's the league. And like Kenny said, the, what it takes to coordinate three wins in three major competitions, it is incredible. Mm. Between the Champions League final and the FA Cup final, I thought they would drop one of them because it was so close yeah. Yeah. And the, for the players yeah. to gather themselves. I said, get it done. That as well. And the games in between. Look, both teams are great. But I think the treble team just edges it for me. Mm. So no matter what I say, you guys have won now. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'll say about Asma's Invincibles is the, the verve and the vivacity by which the game float. Uh, for me, a lot of people say, Henry, for me, the greatest Arsenal player for me is not Thierry Henry. He's, uh, what's his name Dennis now? Beckham. He's Dennis Beckham. Dennis Beckham for me is my favorite Arsenal player of all time. His creativity, the sheer impudence of some of the goals like the Newcastle goal, and the way they float, uh, was it Perez on the left uh, Vieira, sorry, Vieira running things in mid- midfield. Their football was beautiful to watch, even though it was a pain for me at that time as a Man <laughs> fan. Watching them play so effortlessly. But interesting, they didn't beat United. That's they didn't beat United. That's and then they were lucky, I think, against one team that they got what a dubious penalty to draw. I can't remember the team now. But having said that, though, I think winning trophies on multiple fronts is a tough ask. I do. I have to say though that. I think there was a, an element of destiny in that United <laughs> trophy. Yeah, yeah. Because especially the final against the, oh. uh, the United were atrocious. Terrible. Um, they went behind and the Germans hit the bar like twice. Four, no, like twice. three, four times. You know, so, but in how difficult it has been, you know, for me, honestly, I can't separate the two. <laughs> because the <laughs> Premier League we know nobody I don't think anybody would do that thing that Arsenal did again no, I, I honestly don't think anything will go through the entire season on beating again so um, it is until 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 to the to me and then well to the team. Do you think Xavi's Barcelona's impact is just new manager bounce? 
And then he goes on to say, what happens if Eric Ten Hag loses his first four games that, like the Boa or three like Ateta? He's asking because we are also United fans. First, <laughs> the Barcelona question. Uh, as we have seen, the bubble has burst a little since we kind of praised him on the podcast. But I personally don't think he's a new manager bounce. I think he has a plan. Uh, he's brought in youngsters. He's deepened the squad. He has options going forward. And I think the team, as a team, the stats may not play it out because some people tell you they're, they're, but as a team, I think it's, it's a better team, a deeper team now than when he took over. Uh, that's my view. I'm not sure it's a better team. It's a deeper team. I think it's, I agree that it's a okay. deeper team because the business is in the January. Um, however, I still can't say any difference in the structure and the way they play compared to Ronald Koeman's uh, time. I think what has propelled this Barcelona team and now this is coming from me that gave him zero chance mm. when he was going to take over uh, Barca. I think what has stood this team up and made this team look different is mainly individual brilliance. Individual brilliance with the likes of uh, Bamba Yang, you know, Usman Dembele raising his game when it seemed like he was on his way out uh, of Barcelona. So, uh, I think we still need to watch this space with Barca. Okay. Uh, but but let, let me let me give you the Ten Hag question. Uh, another question about Ten Hag. Sam from Lagos says, what are the hopes of Ten Hag coming in and the load of job you'll need to do to keep it simple? What would define success for him over a two, the next two, three years? Um... I think first off, United, United needs success for him. United have got to get back in the Champions League. Okay. And secondly, United they've got to win a trophy. I don't care whether whether it's the League Cup or the Mill Cup, they've got to win a trophy. Um for the size of United and the amount of money they spend and the history of the club, uh they should be playing semi-finals and finals and winning trophies. Mm. They, should be, they should be in the top four. That hasn't happened in a while, and I do feel that um, success in the next two three years. And look, as long as as long as people keep talking about how Mourinho won a trophy in his uh, second in his second first season, plus a European one, as long as there's that story, um, uh, uh, will only have that monkey on his back. Um, but I do feel that um, uh, uh, the yeah, that, that, look, for me, that's it. It's going to win the next two, three years. I'm not saying it's going to win a trophy in the first, first season or second season. But that, but this, by, by the second season, it's going to get you know, United back in the Champions League. Mm. And if he has not won the trophy by the third season, it's going to win, it's going to win one. Okay, two more questions before we go. Um, and they are both directed at one, one at the team, the other one at Body. Uh, but I'll start with Body on you. Uh, basketball now. Can the Greek freak surpass the dream? Or has he? This is for all other day. Sonny again from Houston. Can the Greek can freak? Eh? Yeah, I, I, I think he can surpass the dream. He hasn't yet. Yeah. Uh, the dream won two championships. Mm. And then he see who's on record. The only player to win defensive player of the year, MVP, and first MVP the same season. Same season, yeah. Um, look. look Nobody has done it yet. Uh, so they're still, um, uh, they're still that second, they're still that second championship for the Greek, Greek freak to, to win. But having said that, um, the young man has done everything that he has set out to do. Really. 
Uh, because like I stated, when, when they won last, when they won last year, when, when it came to, to, to United States and said, I want to be the best in the world, the whole room laughed. They practically laughed in his face because it was, it was, it was supposed to be a project, mm. something to de- develop for later. And then he won the Ulster MVP and now he won the league MVP and they has won the Finals MVP. So whether you agree with me that they are world champions or not, like you, like you, <laughs> uh, at the last episode, I can assure you that uh, right now the the NBA MVP and the Finals MVP is considered the best player in the world, even if it's not. That's mm-hmm. what he is. So he has achieved that. Then when he got to Milwaukee and he said, "I want to, I, I bring a championship to this city," again they love that team. Milwaukee, that won the championships is how many years? Is fifty years? And then he has saying we win the championship, but he delivered on that too. So mm. um, I think he's on the way. I think uh, for his age, he has probably two, well, you can't predict anything as well, but I think yeah. there's a possibility that I win two or three more championships and that's what puts him past the dream. So he hasn't gone past the dream yet, but there's a possibility that yes, he can. Give me your thoughts on the subject. Um, the dream, the dream continues to, first of all, uh, the placement of dream in the draft pick. Mm. Two, the titles is one. Three, he continues to be a reference point. Uh, players want to work on their game. They go to a team. Mm. Genesis has a bit to go on, uh, you know, to be able to mm. get there. But he's on the way. He's on the way. Uh, a few more championships and we'll, mm. we'll probably say something yeah, different. I, I think we're on the same page on this one. I, I think um, the dream... I think probably the only player, if I'm, maybe I'm mistaken, well, um, Karim Abdul Jabbar had the, the hook shot. The, the but, sky hook. Uh, the sky hook. Uh, but the dream, the dream the, shake. The, 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 the a signature move <laughs> that I'm sure he got from football on the street of Sulleri. <laughs> for, for you to have a signature move named after you. Yeah. But I do think that the Greek freak can surpass that. That is game seven performance last time yeah, out yeah. was immense. Another game like that on route to winning, then we'll probably be in the same breath. But for now, I think the dream still shades it. And for his overall influence, and I think being the first uh, player of African descent that really had that kind of impact, I think uh, the dream is still uh, slightly ahead of that. Final question. Formula One is to you, buddy. Few episodes back before the first F1 race, we all believed Hamilton was going for another. Thoughts on his struggles so far? Can we say it's game over for him yet? It's still a long season, did you? Yeah. Um, like, like we were joking last year when um, um, the other guy was leaving. Just one DNF. Hmm. And the story changes. And you know, uh, sometimes even the DNF might not be your, not be your fault. It will be another person entirely. Yeah. If you say it happened to good good drivers in, in the past, you are good, you are you are you are, you are doing your thing. And then somebody has absolutely no chance of winning anything crashes into you, and you are not feeling on distance, and on, on, on the, you are not feeling on the on the sidelines. Um, it won't be over until he has a, a lead that cannot be a, 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 until there are no races left mm. over the lead that he has. As long as there are races. That, that that can take away the lead. Uh, if one or the other person wins, it's, it, you can't say it's game over. Yeah, me your thoughts. Just six, just six more race. Mm. Just more race, change everything. 
Just takes one win and the conversation changes. Conversation changes. We we can't lie that we are surprised as the way the season has started. Mm. And even the performance of Lando Norris as well has been a huge surprise. Mm. But just takes one one race. One win Mm. in early circuits changes everything. Still a long way to go. And it will be foolhardy for anyone to just ride Lewis Hamilton off like that. But Mercedes, I also feel that Mercedes at some point will make the adjustments they need to make oh, to yes. make that car oh, yes. very, very competitive and then it will be game on. But they've got to do that very, Quickly. very fast. On a final note, um, this one has to do with Sports Express. Oh. I, want, I want to have a dig at Yemi here. <laughs> Net Talk Nigerport says, there was an episode of Sports Express where you couldn't remember your team of the week. Does it mean you don't usually write it down? I tell my guys that I'm an old-fashioned <laughs> broadcaster. I have my paper. Paper written in black and white. But they would know that. But they are not old school. Some of these guys will come with computers, uh, phones. That day, we had every game with his phone and his phone decided to malfunction. And he could not do his team of the week. I remember Joseph Faulkner used to work with us. His news was on the laptop. He was reading the news and all of that. And the laptop just went blank. And he couldn't read the news. So, stick with <laughs> Good old paper, Byron. And from that day, Yemi, next time, that, that, from that day, Yemi has been writing it down on paper. <laughs> you see, probably the my most embarrassing moment already. <laughs> so now I have my phone and I have my paper. Aha. So if the phone just do, just move to paper. Aha. So you've let <laughs> you've let the hard way. On that note, we want to thank you for all the questions. For the, hold on, the, okay, okay. Funny thing, you know. Uh, the lady is you yourself and I, you always write paper. Yes, paper, we are old school. They will tell us that we are old school. And, and it's never failed us. Uh, technology has failed you once. I don't know you have learned. <laughs> On that note, I want to thank you for all the questions. Very, very interesting questions. And it's been a very, very engaging episode of Sports 360 Podcast. I want to thank you for all the questions. Please keep listening. I mean, questions from the UK, the US, Canada, all over Nigeria. It's really, really heartwarming that you guys are listening. Sports 360 Pod on Instagram is where you can catch us on Sports 360 Pod underscore on Twitter. Thank you again for all the questions. Thank you, buddy. And thank you, Yemi. My name is Dave Jomotoimbo. See you next time. Bye-bye.